Right, today we're starting a new series called, um, uh, well, I just called it Connecting with the Almighty. I hope that's all right. Uh, and like I explained last week, it's, it's I guess, really about, we, 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 I think it's really important that we talk about and find ways to help you connect with God in practical ways. Uh, obviously, Sunday morning is good. Sunday morning is very important. Sunday morning is essential. But I want to suggest that one of the, that one of the deepest desires of the heart of God is for you, is, is to come close to you and fellowship with you in the stuff of the everyday life. Um, some of what I'll share uh, in this series comes from a book by Richard Foster called The Celebration of Discipline. Um, I, I bought it this week, I think, for $14 on Kindle, so it's, um, if you're a reader, that's a good investment. Um, I've already given my, my paper one away. Maybe I should have um, thought about that, but anyway. Um, and, and Foster talks about, I guess, inner disciplines, outer disciplines, and then corporate ones, but obviously all this sort of stuff works together. And I... I I guess how, how you practice those things in practical ways will depend on you. It'll depend on your personality. It'll depend on your state, on your season in life. It'll depend on, on your age maybe even and based on where you are and what's going on around you. Some of the, some of the things will happen naturally and others will take practice and, and work, Right? But what I don't, I guess, I guess the, like the key word here probably is discipline. I, I think discipline is defined as training to obey. Now, I, don't, I want to be careful here that I don't just give you, over the next 12 weeks, another big long list of things to do, okay? And they are things we can do, and I'm not going to stand up here and lay the pressure on for you to do them. I'm just going to talk about them, but I... I guess what I really want to do is not talk about things you must do. What I, what I really want to do is to move us towards a John 15 sort of style life. I am the vine, you are the branches sort of life. That, that's what I'm talking about. I, I guess learning what, learning what it is to actually abide. Abiding with Christ is a really tricky discipline at the moment in a world like ours. And the first one we're going to talk about is, is stillness. Uh, this, this morning's reading, uh, Elijah's been hard at work for God. He, he's been doing a lot of stuff and there's been this great duel between the 400 or so prophets of Baal and, and then you've got the, the one Elijah, which, which, which we remember that, that, that mighty way that God comes through with fire from heaven. And the predictable response from Ahab and Jezebel is, is that that guy's a marked man. He's, he's out of here. Um, so, so he runs. And I think you can, if, you, if you read the passage slowly and just, and just sit there and think about it, what, there's, you can probably sense the period of loss. You can sense the loss that, that, that Elijah's feeling. You can, you can sense the, the loneliness you can sense the exhaustion. You can, you can sense the, I'm just, I'm just emotionally spent. He's got no water. He's got no sustenance. He's in the desert. He begins to question God's motives. He's running on empty and he tells God, I've had enough. Anyone else been there? 
And God sends an angel to, to strengthen him and he keeps on going for another 40 days. He, he finally gets to the mountain of God and God says, what are you doing here? Now, I think it's, I think it's important that we don't just sit here, um, you know, so many centuries on and just critique Elijah's choices or whatever else because that's not useful and we obviously don't know what's what's going on specifically in his head uh i can't i can't read that into read that into it okay but the question the the tone of the question implies that 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 even though elijah has done this incredible job for god and he's done all these productive and amazing things that on on an outward level that's great but it but, but it implies that on an inner level that, that, that Elijah is resistant to God on some, in some way, shape or form. But maybe even worse, maybe he's running from God. And I, I, I love that God just doesn't leave him there to sit in the cave and sulk. He doesn't. He invites him close. He invites him close. I... He invites him outside and he doesn't speak in the rushing wind. He doesn't speak in the earthquake. He doesn't speak in the, in the fire. And we all love it when God turns up in powerful ways and does the miraculous. I do. But he talks to Elijah in a whisper. He, he, he reveals himself and, and he talks in a whisper. Why does God... whisper to Elijah because he's close because he's close God is saying to someone who maybe is running from him or maybe is resistant to him at the most deep level of their being don't you understand that I want to have a relationship with you don't you understand that, that, I, that I want to come close Aren't you grateful? Aren't we grateful, church, that, that, that in the person of Jesus, God did not just sit in heaven and sit back and leave us to wander life ourselves, but he came close and he invited us into relationship with him? I certainly am. I hope somebody else is too. We're not, we're not going to dwell over uh, this, this, this period of exhaustion that... That probably Elijah is feeling, but 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 I I just wonder in passing this morning whether some of you, after a couple of crazy years, and all of the emotional and the mental running around, whether, whether some of you are there today. You just you just maintaining the public appearance. You just maintaining the public pace of I've got to be seen to be doing something, but I'm actually running on empty. You just you just feeling like I've got. I've got to sort of keep going and be strong. But really in, your, really in your spirit, we're just going through the motions and we know it. We're running on empty. Maybe even worse, we're, we're, we're actually resisting God's talking to us at some level. And, and maybe on, on, on some level inside, we're running from him. And God's message to you this morning, I think if you're in that situation is regardless of where you are, what are you doing here?
because I don't want you to be far away. I want to come close to you. Um, let, me, let me just give you five things this morning about, about stillness, and they're in no particular order. Um, I, I want to suggest first that, that, that stillness is the proper response to a God who wants to come close. The, the question we've got to ask ourselves is whether, is whether we actually really want God to come close or not. Whether, whether, actually, whether we're actually truly available and ready and, and living at a pace where we would be sensitive to his voice. Or, or maybe I'm too busy. Maybe, maybe I'm too distracted. Maybe, maybe I'm too fearful. Maybe, I'm, maybe there's just other priorities in my life right now and, and he can't be one of them. Stillness is simply the, the practice of a period of time where we intentionally stop and rest in God's presence. The, the duration and, the, and where it's got to be and when it's got to be and how it gets done is entirely up to you. But it's, time that we, it's, it's the time that we acknowledge God's glory. It's the, it's the time we acknowledge His, his presence and his closeness. It's the, it's the time we drop the mask. It's time we drop the act. It's time we drop the burdens. And like Psalm 46, we just be still and know that I am God. I'm not God, by the way. He is. Let me just, let me just throw, in, throw in a little, a little disclaimer here, though, first. Um, Stillness is not our modern idea of meditation. Let me, let me just be really clear on that. Even, even though I've used the word stillness, uh, Foster in his book does use the word meditation in many respects. And, and you might also think contemplation, reflection, all, all, of, all of those things. Let me just be really clear that the, that the practice of, of modern day, um, maybe, maybe new age focused meditation compared to Christian meditation, they could not be further apart. Um, I, I'm, I'm no expert and I don't pretend to be and don't ask me any questions about it because I won't be able to answer them but, 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 but I guess many of the modern, many of the modern meditative uh, practices the, the goal is emptiness the goal is I've got to clear my mind and detach from all the stuff that's going on around me I've got, I've got to get away from reality and the and, and the goal of Christian meditation is, is the opposite. I, I want to be still, not so I can be separated, but so I can be close. It's, it's not nothingness. It's, it's allowing God's fullness to come into everything we do. It's, it, it is detaching ourselves from the world, from the concerns and worries. Of our world. But since when has that been a bad thing? Is that okay to say it? And it's, but, it, but it's in that detachment that we, that we can abide more deeply and it gives us time to reflect on his word and, and to just, just, just to let it soak in. So, I'm not, so, so just please, please be aware, I'm, I'm not advocating anything controversial. <laughs> I'm really not. But, but in many respects, what I'm doing is simply saying that stillness is following Jesus' example. Like Jesus set the bar for this. 
He, he, he set the standard by getting away from the crowds and the demands of, of life in order to pray and just be with his father. My, I don't know if you remember my first sermon here, but it was about that very thing. It was about the, 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 the difference between my, my... Jesus is sitting there, I think, I, think, I think it's like Mark 1. Maybe I'll get, get back there in Mark, in Mark later in the year, but... I, I think he's sitting there in this great, fruitful, awesome period of ministry. But then he gets away from the crowd and, and sits, with, sits with God. And he comes back and says, let's, let's go, guys, and get out of here. He, he, he just leaves something that's going really, really well and says, I, I think God's called me somewhere else. So when, when, when the disciples hear this word abide, they, they know what it is. Because they've seen their... They've seen Jesus do it day in and day out. In a few, in a few weeks' time, I might actually address the other question, I guess, of solitude and, and maybe the difference, but, and, and maybe all the questions about distractions and the pace of life and all that sort of stuff. But let me, let, me just say that, that, let me just say that stillness does seem a little bit crazy in our world, doesn't it? It just doesn't make any sense in a world that is driven for results and, and outcomes and all that sort of stuff. It's, it seems nuts. One, one modern thought. Christian author and, um, and pastor Erwin McManus said that neuroscience, neuroscience today tells us that we need at least 30 minutes that is awake and conscious without any form of external stimulus for our brain to be healthy. But thousands of years ago, God already knew that. His word reflected this. God knew we'd need time to stop, recharge, meditate, reflect and more importantly listen to his voice uh, i'm gonna i'm just gonna i'm just gonna combine five, four and five so we'll get out of here faster although they're not one of those things uh, four stillness allows time for conversation and trust the result of what uh, elijah does after the whisper is an ongoing conversation and a dialogue and that's really what god wants and five Stillness returns your burdens to their, to their proper pace. Isn't it? Elijah still probably is, is sitting here, I think, trying to explain to God, like, like trying to justify to God why he's done what he's done. There, there is that sort, of, um, that sort of sense there. Isn't, is, isn't it funny, though, that Elijah's sitting here assuming that he's God's last hope for the nation? He's, he's sitting here assuming that he's got to carry a burden that was never his to begin with. And God reminds him, you know, you know that burden you thought you had? There's actually 7,000 other people in this nation whose hearts belong to me. It's not yours to worry about. And this is, I guess, why the practice of stillness is important is, is, is it's because in many ways we are shifting the burdens that we've just assumed are ours and we're giving them back to the person who, had, who needed to have them in the first place. Let, let, me, just, let me just share what that's been like for me this week. And uh, I, pl- please make sense of this in, in your own context, okay? But there was... Um, I got back from holidays last week and uh, let's let's just let's just be let's just be honest. The, the end of the end of last year was crazy. 
I knew it, we all knew it. Um, it was at a pace that, that, that I couldn't sustain and that's not going to be the pace I'm going to go back to. Um, so I cleared, my, I cleared my, uh, my whiteboard in my office so I could start afresh and over the next couple of days, you, know, you, read, you read emails, you make phone calls, there's, there's things you've got to research, there's things you've got to look into, things we've got to do, things we, events we've got to plan. I, I have this... Um, I don't, I don't believe in not being honest with you. So I'm just, I'm still, I guess, sensing that there are a number of people in this season of disruptions who are disengaging from church. That's, that's just what I'm worried about. And I guess, I guess over, over the whiteboard, many of these lists became, you know, thing, things that are pretty big. And, I, and, over, and pretty quickly... What I had on the, on, on the two sides of the whiteboard is a list of things to do and research on both sides that go the whole way down the, down, down the side. And I guess those, the, those lists probably are enough for about three full-time pastors, but they do, they do fall at my responsibility, so it's okay. Um, and, what I, and what I noticed in me was a sense to, to already and a, and a pressure to start crossing them off. I sense the pressure in here to start crossing them off because I've got to start making things happen and, and all that sort of thing. And I probably do. Maybe, maybe, maybe I do. Instead, what I decided to do was to write a summary of a chapter of a, of a book that I'd read on holidays and that really sort of spoke to me in many, in many respects. So in the middle of my whiteboard now, and this is not a great photo, um, the, the chapter was on God's patience. And, 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 this is, and this is what I wrote in the middle of my whiteboard. God is completely faithful to his promises. God is true to his purposes. He finishes what he starts when he is good and ready, but he is always on time. He is never in a hurry. So I need to do everything in a posture of waiting on him. I need to be in tune with his leading and we as a church need to move at his spirit's pace. Let me, let me just be clear that those, 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 those things on my list of things to do are my job, <laughs> okay? The responsibility does, does stop with me and, 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 there, and there is a lot of it there that I, that, that I can't share. But I've got to look at that list of things to do on my whiteboard while that's at the middle. I've got to keep that at the centre of what we do and how we do it and get to the list when God is good and ready. And over the course of the year, that list will get longer and shorter and things will get crossed out and it'll probably get replaced with other things. And half the things that I want to do this year don't, aren't, even, aren't even on the board yet. Okay? But stillness and resting in God's presence releases the worry back to the person where it's got to be. And I'm not... Stillness is where we, we, we realise... I'm not the one in charge of or control of the universe. He is. I don't have to carry the weight of responsibility for everything. He does. 
There is activity and things to happen in the church, and there's activity and things that need to happen in your life, but most of all, they need to happen at his pace, not ours. There's a guy whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce, but the quote is this. There remains one single duty. It's to keep our gaze fixed on the master and be listening as to understand, hear, and immediately obey. I could talk about stillness for about four hours and I'm just not going to answer all the questions with it. But, but we're just going to spend some time this morning abiding in Christ. That's what we're going to do as a church. Um, but let, let what we do just now be the start of something that happens for you day in and day out in, in whatever practice you, you need it to. But by the way, trial and error with this stuff's great. I haven't got it sorted out. So when you do, tell me. That's the value of community. Here's, here's the thing. God wants to come close to you. God wants to come close. He, he does not want to live with you at arm's length. That is not what he's about. He wants your time. He wants your list. He wants your burdens. He wants your marriage. He wants your kids. He wants your work. He wants your church. But most of all, he wants you. And he won't stop trying to get your attention. (laughs) I'm a living testimony of that. We're going to take a moment this morning of of stillness. It's It's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel weird. And that's okay, because our life and our world does not work, does not walk at this at this pace. Okay, you can expect your mind to wander, by the way, and that's why it's really useful to have a word to come back to: God, Jesus, Savior, Lord, whatever works for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna read a couple of I'm gonna read one verse of scripture. We're gonna sit there and contemplate on it in a moment of silence. And then I'll pray, okay? But you can, you, can, you can expect that in that silence today that God may well want to speak to you. Be still and know that I am God. The verse after that says, The Lord Almighty is with us. Just mull on that for a second. The God of Jacob is our fortress. For some of you, that was the most refreshing time you've had this week. For some of you, it was the most annoying, but that's a whole other story. Let's pray. Lord we, Lord, we thank you this morning that you are a fortress that we can run to. What's the, what's the word of that song? The righteous run into it and are saved. We thank you that you're a mighty fortress. 
We thank you, Lord God, that you are that strong tower and that you don't invite us to live at arm's length, but you invite us to come close. You invite us to come close and, God, you invite us to stop running. You invite us to stop resisting. You, God, God, you invite us to turn to you and turn your way. God, I pray for those people this morning, God, God who just have a, have a real difficulty, I guess, dropping the act and dropping the mask, that we can just be real in your presence. And, and God, in those moments of quiet, that we'd run at a pace that is sensitive to your voice. And Lord, I, I, long, for the, I long for those things. I, I long for those days, God, when you come in a mighty rushing wind and do something amazing. I, I long for those things that you do something, you know, with fire or earthquakes. I, I long for those days. But Lord, help us to be sensitive to the days that you just want to whisper in our ear. And help us, Lord God, most of all, not to just, not just, not just to sit in, not just to sit and be happy with the whisper, but then to actually do what you say. Lord, give us that, give us that sort of ability to abide. Lord, I pray, for our, I, I pray for our church collectively together this year as we set off on the, uh, on the, on the journey you have in mind. And I, God, I ask that you might fill us with a deep, deep, deep desire to abide with you in the middle of all the stuff that has to get done.